and I am the efficient today. And we're going to pause for a minute while I deal with the audio problem, which I thought I had turned off. So bear with me one second. Let's see if that's better. Nope. It does not want to turn on. Yes. Yes, that would be great because I thought I had turned it on earlier when we tested this and it's not. All right. So I was trying to get to silent mode. Yeah. No, you don't need to be in silent okay. mode. We're in Zoom? Yeah. And we need to. This can go. Oh, I think I went earlier. Okay. Oh, great. All right. Thank you very much for an additional technical assist from Sonia. <laughs> Thank you for your patience, you know, never like when we test things and then they're not the same when we go to do it real in real time. Um, again, welcome everyone. Thank you for being with us and your patience while we get things sorted a bit. Um, we are indeed delighted to be here this morning and West is one community united across time and space, gathering for these Sunday platform experiences to affirm our values and commit to a better world. So I want to welcome those of you who are here in the hall and as well as those who are watching now on Zoom or catching up with us later by watching the recording. If you're on Zoom, please check the chat for a welcome and various tips from Judy Myers, who is our Zoom chat usher today. And if you're here in the hall and would like an assistive listening device, you can uh, ask for that at the tech table at the back. If you're visiting here in person, we encourage you to stop by the welcome table after platform today to speak to a greeter or to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas. And those of you who are online now or later, you can send an email to Maceo at maceot at ethicalsociety.org or fill out a connection form, which you can find at tiny.cc slash westconnects. I'll now read a few of the greetings that folks have written in the Zoom chat, assuming the chat is working, which it didn't look like it was happening for me a moment ago. So let's try this. Ah, indeed, here we go, chat. Judy says good morning to all, so she's welcoming you all and those that she's assisting on the Zoom. Uh, Lorraine Fran says good morning. Robin says good morning, y'all. Sheesh, I missed that hour we lost that night. So yes, indeed, kudos to all of you who figured that out and are actually here on time, lovely. And Donna T also says good morning. Um, so it is indeed good to connect and share this time together. It's actually a special day in the life of our community because West sponsors a BSA troop number 1123. And yesterday, the troop's first Eagle Scout was named Robin Pfeiffer. And we're gonna hear much from them this morning. Today's opening words are the poem, The Path by Lynn Unger and will be read by Robin, who will indeed be our speaker this morning.
Life, the saying goes, is a journey. And who could argue with that? We've all experienced the surprising turns, the nearly impassable swamp, the meadow of flowers that turned out not to be quite so blissful and benign as we first thought. The crest, the crest of the hill where the road smoothed out and sloped towards home. Our job, we say, is to remain faithful to the path before us, which is an assumption as common as it is absurd. Really, look ahead. What do you see? If there is a path marked out in front of you, it was almost certainly laid down for someone else. The path only unfolds behind us, our steps themselves laying down the road. You can look back and see the signposts, the ones you followed and the ones you missed, but there are no markers of what lies ahead. You can tell the story of how you forded the stream or got lost on the shortcut that wasn't, or how you trekked your way to courage or a heart, but that all of that comes after the fact. There's only, there's no road ahead, there's only the walking, the tales we weave of our adventures and the songs we sing to call our companions on. This, this morning's opening song, Good News, is by Coco Love Alcorn.
Each week, we read our statement of purpose as a reminder of our shared values. And if you're interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc slash read SOP. You can read it here in person or make a recording that will be included in a future platform. Today's reader is Carl Pfeiffer, another young person with a long tenure here at Wes, a scout and brother to Robin. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you, Carl. As Carl lights our community candle, I invite those of you with candles at home to light yours and for everyone to join in our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. And now we have a video from Busola Obatayo about what Wes means to her. What drew me to Wes was how open the community is. I felt that people wanted to know me as an individual. When I was first interested in Wes, I remember having an hour conversation with Maceo about West and ethical culture. West is a community where my values are reflected and where I am nurtured mentally and spiritually. I believe one of the many ways all of us can contribute to living the values of ethical culture is by embracing diversity and inclusion, and also by remembering that ethical culture is an ongoing process that requires commitment and dedication. Thank you. Indeed. If you would like to share your own story about what West means to you, I'm sure you could speak with Laura Steele. She would be delighted to help include that. Today's story for all ages is I Am One, A Book of Action by Susan Verd, with art by Peter H. Reynolds. How do I make a difference? It seems a tall order for one so small. But beautiful things start with just one. One seed to start a garden. One stroke to start a masterpiece. One note to start a melody. One step to start a journey. One brick to start breaking down walls. And I can speak one gentle word to start a conversation. I can use my one soft voice to start a friendship. I can perform one act of kindness to start a connection. I can share one tender hug to start caring. I can light one candle 
to start leading the way. I can make one drop in the water to start ripples that become swells, then waves, traveling over oceans, across borders and boundaries, landing on distant shores to start a chain reaction, inspire a movement, make a change. I am one and I can take action. We are each one and we can take action. One by one, we can make a difference because one is all it takes to start something beautiful. Let us enter now into the centering time of our platform. Each week, we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am particularly mindful that we have passed the third anniversary of the declaration of the COVID-19 global pandemic and of the 6.9 million people who have died and the many, many millions more who have experienced the disease and many who are still suffering from long COVID. The pandemic has not subsided. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us open our hearts to compassion for those who suffer. And let us commit ourselves to the work that calls for our love. I invite you into this time of meditation, a time to be still and to reflect. Begin by taking a full deep breath and exhale any tension. Breathe again. Adjust your posture stretching and releasing so that your body is at ease. And breathe again. Close your eyes or soften your gaze. Let your mind slow down and breathe. From this place of quiet, reflect on these words from David White and Tara Brock. Enough. 
These few words are enough. If not these words, this breath. If not this breath, this sitting here, this opening to life, to the life we have refused again and again until now. Until now. Most of us need to be reminded that we are good, that we are lovable, that we belong. If we knew just how powerfully our thoughts, words, and actions affected the hearts of those around us, we'd reach out and join hands again and again. Our relationships have the potential to be a sacred refuge, a place of healing and awakening. With each person we meet, we can learn to look behind the mask and see the one who longs to love and be loved. Breathe. We continue our meditation in silence and the music that follows. Hi, my name is Coco Love Alcorn. I'm going to sing you guys a song I wrote recently. I'm going to pretend you want to sing along because maybe you do. And I'll show you how the chorus goes before I sing this song. And also the verses are call and response. I want to believe, I want to believe that things are getting better. I wanna believe, I wanna believe that things are getting better. Here comes the bass. 
Today's reading is a selection of passages from Storyteller 100 Poem Letters by Morgan Harper Nichols. The sun is still shining, the wind is still blowing, and out in the wild you are growing. Days may go by without change you can feel, but what's happening here is most certainly real. You are becoming what you were meant to become out in the wild, in the arms of the sun. And here you are in the middle of it all, learning to see the beauty and truth in all you do not understand. Hold hope within your hands that you can be here in the betweens and find joy right where you are and no endless, boundless peace running wild over everything. For out here in the wild, you are agile, walking through your own uncertainty. And that, dear friend, takes bravery. Remember the mountains and valleys that got you here. They are not accidents, and those moments weren't in vain. You are not the same. You have grown and you are growing. You are breathing, 
You are living. You are wrapped in endless, boundless grace. There is more to you than yesterday. And now, after everything, know this. There is a reason you are here. And that reason is bigger than yourself. So carry on with great faith beyond what you can see in pursuit of bold courage on the adventure of the journey. Robin Pfeiffer is a high school senior and has been a member of West for nine years, which makes it about half their lifetime. Robin has participated in many youth activities at WES. In early 2019, the Boy Scouts of America opened its Scouts BSA program to youth of all genders. Robin became a founding member of a new troop immediately. The troop transitioned to being chartered by WES in the fall of 2019, becoming Troop 1123. Over Robin's nearly four years as a youth participant, they earned, listen to the count here, 33 merit badges, spent 150 nights camping, hiked 70 miles, and performed over 60 hours of community service. Yesterday here at West, Robin was recognized as an Eagle Scout, the highest rank attainable in Scouts BSA. And today they will share some reflections on scouting and how it relates to West. What I was thinking about what I could possibly say in these 20 minutes, I was kind of struggling because I can and have talked about scouting for hours. So <laughs> summarizing my experience for you today was a bit of a struggle. So I figured what better than to connect my experiences in scouting to Wes and its values. So I thought maybe we could start with some really basic ideals of scouting, which are encapsulated in the scout law, which I'm going to recite to you. It has 12 points, by the way. So a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, and reverent. Some of those sound really familiar. They, they seem, you can really obviously connect them to Wes, right? Friendly, cheerful, kind, trustworthy. All of these things feel like exactly what Wes is all about, right? Um, for example, from the statement of purpose we have we strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit i think that some of those points help us to do that exact thing right they tell us how best to interact with other people in our lives 
and how to elicit the best in them, right? But maybe some of the points, you're kind of thinking, how does this relate to Wes, right? For example, obedience. <laughs> you, might, you, you might think that we're not the most obedient group, you know? We're, <laughs> we're, we're a community and we work together and sure, we have leaders, but we don't really emphasize like obeying them, right? And so I want to talk a little bit about that one. Um, and, um, and actually, Abby Dakin and I talked a lot about this because um, so the first time we talked about it was at my board of review, my board of review for Eagle Rank. Um, Eagle Scouts do all of their requirements. They go through all six ranks before they even start working on Eagle. And the final thing, after you've done all of that, you have your board of review, um, which is you have, a, you have a group of adults from your community who talk to you about scouting, what your experience was like, ask you some questions. Um, and it's really a great time to reflect and discuss scouting with um, other adults in your community. And Abby asked me, how does obedience relate to Wes? Um, and I, it was such a great question and it was fun to think about kind of on the spot because obviously I hadn't prepared for that type of question, but it was super interesting and I kept thinking about it. And then we went on a backpacking trip recently and we talked about it some more. Um, and that was really fun because your board of review is not very long, but we, we talked for at least an hour about obedience and Wes, and it was such an awesome conversation. And we came up with a few ideas, right? One, like, cause there are so many ways to be obedient. And one of the first ones is that Obedience includes like obedience to your values, right? Which I think is, I think we all can benefit from that, right? And I, I think that Wes does a good job of doing our very best to hold true to our values. And we put a lot of effort into that. And I think it's really admirable. And scouting also emphasizes that because they tell you up front, here are some values we wish to impart to you, right? You have, you have these 12 points um, and you, you say them every single week at your troop meetings. You, you work to follow those values. And um, I think every step of the way you're encouraged to be trustworthy and kind and friendly and all of these things thrifty, right? When you go camping and you didn't bring enough food for lunch, you go ask someone else, right? You, because usually there are other people who also have food, right? And you work with the materials you have to do what you need. 
So that's obedience to your values, which I think Wes actually does really well. Um, another thing that is related, because I think all of these things are related, is obedience to your team goals. Because as a community and as a troop, we have goals that we're trying to reach as, as a team, as a group, right? Um, in scouting, one of those goals is to just, like, go camping, right? <laughs> like, you're just trying to function as a unit. But there's more than that. You're trying to teach youth how to lead, how to teach each other, how to, like, organize all this stuff. And obedience to your team goals is how you do that. And it's hard. <laughs> like, there's... It's really hard to do that because first you need to know what your goals are, but <laughs> then like you also have, usually you have a leader, right? And you need to make sure that they're going to help you reach those goals because any leader that's not doing that, you need to have a chat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to talk. You need to figure out how to make that happen or find a new leader because it's really, it's vital to have a leader who's actually helping you do what you need to do. Um, and obedience to your, your goals as a group is really important. So it doesn't mean that you're just following the leader and like doing what they say. You need to make sure that they're doing what you need, right? And, and so part of that is having conversations with them, right? You have to talk to your leaders if, if they're doing things well or if they're not. You know, if, if you have concerns or you think there's an easier way to do something, you should talk to your leaders and communicate that and offer to help, you know, um, get involved and try to work with your team, work with your leader to meet those goals. Um, so I think that that's a huge part of obedience is like, you're not, you're not, you're not helping anyone if you just kind of go along with whatever is happening, whatever your leader is saying. Um, you really need to work together. And um, that's really what obedience means to me. Um, and I, I think it's really one of the most useful ways to think about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I really think obedience is about, like, good communication. Um, it, it's about holding true to your values, holding true to your community's values, and working together. Um, and one of the ways that helps you do that, I think, is 
leading yourself, you know, leading, having your own leadership experiences makes it so much easier to work with other leaders and to know, you know what it's like, and you know what the struggles are, you know what makes things easier, you know, and you also tend to know like the rules better, you know, you tend to know what the parameters are for leading if you've done so yourself. And so I would encourage you to find a way to lead, even in a small way, right? But, you know, volunteer to help with some activity. It doesn't have to be a long-term thing, but maybe there's, there's one activity that Wes is doing sometime and you think it's really cool and you have skills that you can lend to that. And so you step up, you, you help out with that. And that'll give you a lot of valuable experience with leadership um, that'll help you out. Even just kind of any time, right? Anytime you're working with other people, when there's, especially if there's another leader involved, if, if you've been a leader one time, it'll, it'll help you work with them. Um, so yeah, I think that, you know, in some ways, Wes is really good at obedience. In others, maybe not so much. Um, and it's not always a bad thing, but I think it's something we can practice and learn and figure out what parts of obedience we value and what parts we don't. Um, and I, I just wanted to say that I think scouting is such a great program for Wes. Like I, I have learned so much. I was only a youth for three years and nine months in scouting and I learned so much. Of course, not everyone's going to learn the, the same things as I did. You know, it's, it's really, you have to be open to it, but if you do, you can learn, you can learn a lot. Uh, and, and there's more than just skills, right? Like I learned how to camp. I learned how to set up a tent and cook and whatever else. But I also learned this stuff, right? I learned about values and leadership and citizenship and all of those things that scouting's actually about. Um, Cause if you look at their mission statement and their vision statement, they're saying they wanna impart values and ethics and good citizenship, not camping. <laughs> um, camping's really just a tool to teach you those things because it's a really, it's almost artificial, right? Like you are in situations where you and a bunch of other teenagers are leading yourselves and planning campouts and solving problems that arise on campouts because they inevitably do. <laughs> and, and you're doing it all the time. You go camping every month and you have meetings every month. And so 
you're constantly put in these situations where you're learning how to do all this stuff. And so it really reinforces these things. It's like a really hands-on learning experience. And so I think scouting does a fantastic job of reinforcing Wes's values. Um, and so I, I just think it's a great program for us to have here specifically. It's, it's like an extension of SEEK to me um, because we have, we have SEEK like, you know, we have it every week, but we're only there for a couple of hours, you know, and then scouting your, you do more, you go camping for like a whole weekend. You're, you're, you're learning these skills and these values um, more intensively, I guess. Um, and sometimes more explicitly, because like, for example, with helping, right? I, I feel like Wes does really value helping and we teach that to our kids, but in scouting, it's so obvious if you're helping somebody out, you know, if, if they're struggling to set up a tent, you help them. And that, that's a really concrete feeling of having helped them. Um, and, and so that kind of stuff is, it just kind of is more obvious. It's like, here, you helped someone. You taught them a skill. Congrats. Um, so some, that's something I really value about scouting and I think is super um, cool and like helpful. And maybe we could learn a little bit from that um, in, term, in terms of our SEEK program and trying to um, have more hands-on, more obvious um, reinforcement of our lessons. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Robin. It was really wonderful. I'm going to exercise the privilege of the mic and offer these wishes for you, which actually uh, come from a poem by Maya Angelou called Continue. My wish for you is that you continue. Continue to be who and how you are to astonish a mean world with your acts of kindness. Continue to allow humor to lighten the burden of your tender heart. Continue in a society dark with cruelty to let the people hear the grandeur in the peals of your laughter. Continue to let your eloquence elevate the people to heights they had only imagined. Continue to remind the people that each is as good as the other and that no one is beneath nor above you. Continue to remember your own young years and look with favor upon the lost and the least and the lonely. Continue to put the mantle of your protection around the bodies of the young and defenseless. Continue to take the hand of the despised and diseased and walk proudly with them in the high street some might see you and be encouraged to do likewise.
continue to plant a public kiss of concern on the cheek of the sick and the aged and infirm, and count that as a natural action to be expected. Continue to let gratitude be the pillow upon which you rest your head, and let faith be the bridge you build to overcome evil and welcome good. Continue to ignore no vision which comes to enlarge your range and increase your spirit. Continue to dare to love deeply and risk everything for the good thing. Continue to float happily in the sea of infinite substance, which sets aside riches for you before you had a name. Continue. And by doing so, you and your work will be able to continue eternally. In a few minutes, we will have our community sharing time when you can write into the chat or share in person about what resonated with you in this platform. While we listen to today's musical response, you might prepare by reflecting on a personal experience or an activity at WES that the platform brings to mind. I've decided, decided to be strong. Yeah, you 
So this is the time when we add our own voices to the morning, sharing our reflections on the platform or what resonates with our personal experience. For our online participants, I invite you to share in the Zoom chat or in the comments if you are watching the recording later. If you're here in person, you can come to the microphone here on the floor and share your brief comments so that others may also share. I'm gonna start by seeing what we might have in the Zoom chat. Let's see. So Maceo Thomas says, not until I was a grown adult did I realize how much of a leadership development program scouting is. From sixth to 12th grade, it was just having fun with my peers and doing amazing activities. It's a big part of the skills and values I have today when it comes to civic engagement, community service, and earth stewardship, amongst so many other values. And so I think others are still gathering their thoughts, and so we will turn here to the mic. Hi, I'm Shayla Sheher. Um, thank you so much, Robin, um, and uh, also thank you to Sonia. This um, scouting program has been so amazing uh, for my kids, um, especially during COVID. They were able to get out outdoors and, you know, have all this opportunity, leadership opportunities, like you said. It, it's been amazing. So thank you so much for being there and being so invested in it and creating the program for our kids. Eric, they, them. Um, I, obedience has uh, many connotations um, and it probably initially comes to people's mind as, a, as part of a hierarchical dominant type of thing. And I appreciate that uh, Robin was giving a, another point of view on obedience. And I think that there's more to say on it because Obedience, if you look at possible eusocial purposes for it, it uh, is part of cooperation. You have to take a, you have to be able to, to believe that everyone's going to get together and do X in order for uh, there to be cooperation. And you can't always wait for consensus. You have to sometimes have a process that doesn't have that you're not waiting for consensus. And sometimes the consensus is we just need someone up there to, you know, I, I was thinking of the choir. You have a conductor. The choir, conductor doesn't say, okay, everyone vote about when the next beat is. <laughs> it's, you know, you, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right sometimes. <laughs> but it is a helpful thing when you are coordinated, you have a process. And when that process leads to cooperation, you may have a, okay, we're going to have a vote. And if more than 90% of us say to do yes, X, then we're all going to do X. And you have to be, if you're in the 10%, you have to be, yes, I, that was a fair process. I'm going to go with everyone else to make sure that whatever the goal is that we've decided on occurs. And if you don't have that sort of uh, ability to go against your individual opinion for the sake of the group purpose, um, you don't, your group will not survive. And so I think that um, obedience has a great importance in cooperation. 
Art Siebens. Uh, I just wanted to testify to the fact that becoming an Eagle Scout really is hard. I, uh, I was a Boy Scout, and I'll prove it. A scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. They dropped clean. <laughs> she, she didn't say clean, I don't care. Anyway, uh, I, I really enjoyed being a scout until I was first class, which is nowhere near Eagle. And uh, the merit badges are a big deal. Uh, it takes a lot of effort. All I cared about is camping. Uh, so anyway, congratulations. Just we'll put like a show of hands. How many folks here, well, sorry, Zoom's here, um, have had scouting experience? So interestingly, I would say probably more than half of the group here in the hall. How many Eagle Scouts? If you're an Eagle Scout, could you stand up, please? I'll tell you afterwards. So, so we have four Eagle Scouts here today. Perhaps not coincidentally, they are actually all in the same family. <laughs> so we have three generations of Eagle Scouts with us this morning. So thanks for calling that out, Art. Please go ahead. <laughs> Too tall for 5'3". Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Aaron. he, him. Um, so I am not a usual attendee here, just to make that clear, in case you didn't recognize me. Robin has always been a very important presence in my life. I've always seen them as an older sibling to me. I see Carl as an older brother to me. And in the scouting experience and outside of it, they were always just such a steady spread presence. And I'm just incredibly proud of them because I know how much effort and work and time they put into this. And I can tell how much meaning this has in their life for them. So I'm just incredibly proud of them. Hi, I'm Sonia, she, her. As you've gathered, I'm sure if you didn't already know, I'm the Scoutmaster of Troop 1123. And I just wanted to express my gratitude to Wes for taking a chance on having a Scouts BSA troop here. Um, as some of you may remember, it was a bit of a contentious issue when I brought the idea that we should do this to Wes. You know, like there were a lot of questions about whether that was really a good idea because scouting is not you know, is historically has not always been the most welcoming, the most supportive. There have been a lot of reasons why West members might not want to consider sponsoring a Scouts BSA troop. And, um, you know, I hope that as our connection between scouting and West has continued over the last three and a half years, and that as it continues into the future, that it will become more and more obvious um, how the values of Wes and the values of scouting actually work together. Um, thank you so much for taking a chance on it. Thank you, Robin, so much. And thank you for that poem. I want to say that Robin, you are the future. You are the continuation, as are all of our young people in Wes 
and an ethical culture itself. You are the future and the continuation of everything we stand for, we believe in, we want in this world. And may it continue forever. So I'm Bill, uh, he and him, and I, in light of the, the song today that was talking about how things are getting better, I, I couldn't help but reflect on the fact that the scouting is, is another example of that, that um, when you've lived long enough, you know the changes that have gone in the scouts. I don't really remember the controversy of, of our sponsoring a group, but I do remember for in our family, the issue coming up years ago when my boys were, were very young, um, we did have a campfire group here, which I was really pleased about. They had integrated co-ed, for lack of a better word, um, many, many years ago. Um, and, and they were open to the, the gay issue and all wasn't a problem. Um, and the scouting at that point, it was all around. And so we've seen that transition just a it's just an example of how society has changed and just kind of on further reflection um there's a story i'm not quite certain about it but my grandparents during the war who had lived in baltimore were kind of moderate republicans had had been uh, my grandfather had been transferred to georgia um during the during the war um with this job and what i remember being told is that he did not participate um, kind of helping the campfire or rather the uh, Cub Scouts at that point when he was there because they were not integrated. This is in the, you know, this is in the South in, in the forties. So I just think these are all examples of the way that we all continue to see growth and change and positive development just by persisting over the years. And I was really glad to see Robin. And in fact, when, when Robin was being introduced, I, I didn't know Robin, and I was immediately thinking about, yes, women, girls are now allowed. So I was a little surprised in my own prejudice when Robin was, was actually a girl <laughs> that was standing up here. And I, was, I just saw that as another positive development. So um, good change all around. I was glad for the talk today. Make a bit. Thank you, Bill. And just a little bit of a clarification. And I believe that Robin uses they them pronouns and identifies as non-binary. So indeed, another way of seeing how the the dynamics are changing for getting better. So thank you all for that. Um, a little bit more in the chat. Let's see. Judy says, "Hey, Eric, you've not been in a West Chorus rehearsal, have you?" <laughs> and so there's a lot of knowing laughter because. Um, we're kind of a feisty bunch, but we do ultimately cooperate. So uh, it all—it's all to the good. Um, there's some applauding emojis in the in the chat, and also with uh, Judy comments. Thank you, Sonia, and all who made it clear that it was indeed, in fact, a good idea to uh, engage scouting within our community. And so that is true. And thank you also for all of your leadership for you and the others that have led that forward and made that such a positive experience. And uh, I hazard the guess that um, I think this is true about ethical culture within the larger zeitgeist and this troop within BSA that we have uh, some power in our presence to also advance change. So keep at that, please. <laughs> 
I think that is everything in the chat and everyone from the mic. So thank you all for sharing um, your thoughts and attention this morning. And just as we share our perspectives in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at West, we split all undesignated gifts in the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. This month, we are supporting HIPS, which promotes the health, rights, and dignity of individuals and communities impacted by sexual exchange and or drug use due to choice, coercion, or circumstance. HIPS provides compassionate harm reduction services, advocacy, and community engagement that is respectful, non-judgmental, and affirms and honors individual power and agency. They engage sex workers, drug users, and our communities in challenging structural barriers to health, safety, and prosperity. HIPS offers syringe exchange, condom distribution, overdose prevention supplies, as well as mental health support, access to housing, and substance use treatment in a client-centered harm reduction environment. Excuse me. Multiple support groups occur daily and include refreshments, never bad thing to have snacks. And clients are able to drop into the center Monday through Friday for showers and laundry, access to a clothing closet, and get connected to HIP services. And I don't have the details at hand, but I believe that they are offering a workshop for us, if not HIPs, there is a workshop later this month about um, naloxone. It is HIPs, thank you. Next Sunday, um, HIPs will be offering a workshop about how to respond to overdoses. So um, definitely encourage people to um, know what that is, because if you were here last, Sunday, you heard the speaker talk about, you know, how important the, the ability to act right in the moment is to saving lives. And so being well equipped also aligns with the scouting dynamic of being prepared. So it's all good. Anyway, let's take a moment to prepare to respond to the invitation to generosity. And for those who are able to respond, we offer several options. As you can see on the screen, the number to give by text is 202-335-1885. You can also donate online via tiny.cc slash westgives or by clicking give on our website, ethicalsociety.org. We also can accept cash or check in the basket at the back of the hall on your way out or being sent in via mail. Better a check than cash in that regard. Thank you all for your generosity, and we will now receive your gifts and the gifts of music.
Thank you so much to the many people who helped create this morning's time together. Our staff, including senior leader Casey Slack, Ann and Dara Miles, Robin Kravitz, Tamana Barangi, and Maceo Thomas, Robin Pfeiffer, and guest musicians Coco Love Alcor, Hamahama, that was that group, and music coordinator Leah Morris. And our platform production team, which includes tech team members, slide artists, Zoom chat usher, and in-person greeters, whose name you'll see on the closing credits slide. And you too could see your name in lights. Always happy to have participants in those groupings. At the conclusion of the platform, please join us for social hour, either here or via Zoom. Um, but first, I want to mention a few things upcoming in the life of our community. Um, for those who are newer to West, I want to point out that we are part of the American Ethical Union, or AEU, which is the collection of ethical societies from around the country. And everyone is invited tomorrow, Monday, March 13th at 7 p.m., to join an online conversation with the AEU Interim Executive Director, Rachel Pfeffer. Rachel will share what she has learned, what she's heard, and what she's thinking, and she would like to ask Wes about what she should focus on during this interim period. She's going to introduce Wes to some projects that have been initiated as experiments and hear our feedback. Members are invited to a pledge party to learn more about the priorities of this year's Power Up For Our Future campaign to connect with our members and to dream together about the future. There are a variety of options for times and locations to suit your schedule and to sign up you can follow a link that was in the email sent on March 8th and I'm sure there will be repeated links for signing up so definitely check it out. It's a really great time to socialize to kind of lean into the values much like Robin just shared with us today um, so please do join us for that. Um, to Eric's point, uh, the chorus is preparing to sing for Wes's Spring Festival, and so it's a great opportunity to contribute to a festive occasion, um, to participate in that uniquely West balance of um, lots of ideas that coalesce into a collaborative effort. And if you would like more information, you can speak with Perry Bider, or you can just show up for rehearsals, which are here on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Please mark your calendars for Sunday, March 26th at 1230, when the Community Relations Committee will offer the workshop Good Apologizing. And so what's that about? How can we open-heartedly provide and receive apologies that help us heal? Let's together learn how to express regret, make amends for transgressions, and give each other the space needed to process difficulties. You don't want to be sorry you missed it. <laughs> The West at Work co-working space is available in the social hall every weekday from nine to five. And that's for people who are working remotely, but would like a break from looking at the same four walls and having the cat jump on the keyboard when you're working at home. If you're available to take a turn volunteering as a host for this, please see the Thursday's news and notes for the link to the Sign Up Genius page. I think that's it for our announcements. I would say again, check out the news and notes or Sunday uh, uh, messages, email messages for the link uh, for information about the workshop that will be next Sunday as well. Um, as always, you can find information and opportunities to connect in indeed the Sunday links in or the news and notes emails and on the calendar page of Wes's website, ethicalsociety.org. 
Thank you all for being part of platform today and arriving despite an hour's less sleep and whether you are in person via Zoom or watching later. I now invite you to join in singing our song of the month. When the night has come and the land is dark and the moon is the only light we'll see. No, I won't be afraid. No, I A few last reminders before we leave. If you are new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. For those who wish to socialize online, to reach the virtual coffee hour, point your browser to tiny.cc slash westcoffeehour. And now I invite you to join me in our closing words for the month. Let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, being brave and compassionate around our vulnerability, and dedicating ourselves to care for the most vulnerable in our world. Again, thank you all for joining today's platform. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.